I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. It is time to think again. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today. And one of the things we're going to think again on is public lands, national monuments, and executive orders. Uh, This continues to be a a battle, particularly here in the state of Utah and across the West in particular. And very pleased to be joined today uh, by Representative Blake Moore of Utah's 1st Congressional District. Uh, He is on his way. Uh, going to be uh, meeting with Interior Secretary Deb Haaland, uh, who's uh, touring Bears Ears tomorrow and uh, looking at where we are on that once again. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, this has uh, obviously been a, a battle going back uh, for a number of years now, and it uh, it always seems to fall to some sort of executive order. Uh, you know, you had President Clinton late in his administration uh, do uh, some designations of the the grand staircase didn't even come to the state to do that. Uh, you had the Obama administration do some late things. The Trump administration did it in turn. Uh, our our rule continues to hold. What is uh, done by executive order is undone by executive order, and sadly that has a really negative uh, impact and uncertainty creation uh, for many of uh, Utah's rural counties. Uh, so as you go to meet with the Interior Secretary, uh, what's the message? What's the conversation going to look like? Yeah, thanks. You actually highlight it very, very well. Uh, the, incon- the, the inability to plan, the inconsistency that we get, um, the ping-ponging nature of this is what is really harmful to Utahns, right? And, and, and whatever side of the, the, the debate you land on, like, we just want to know some permanency. We want to be able to know so we can manage and develop and expect what to, what to do. I think that's the that's the fundamental piece of it. And so our hope and our push and our goal and as a, as a, a delegation um, from the senators to the representatives, but, you know, uh, uh, and also led a lot by Governor Cox is, you know, can we find a legislative solution? There's, there's more permanency there. There's, there, there's a better funding mechanism that can come management and opportunities for economic development and things like that. So just getting to a point where there's a legislative solution, um, and that's probably why I'm taking this call because others have led this issue a lot more than I have, right? I'm, I'm, I'm three months into being sworn into Congress, but I'm on the Natural Resources Committee with subcommittees on national parks, monuments, as well as, as oversight. And so uh, that's the tilt that I will 
that I will play, and my role here was just to communicate to Secretary Holland how, how, how interested we are in coming up with the legislative solution. So just by one election in Washington, D.C., everybody's lives in Utah are completely affected. And we just yeah. you don't, we don't want D.C. to have such an impact on, on our state, right? Like we, that, that's not the way it should be with just one, one executive action one way or the other. We've got to get past that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so vital. And I love that you brought up this idea. So a lot of times we just talk about kind of the big swaths and the big swings in this. But you raise a really important point in terms of the funding. Uh, sometimes we don't really think about, well, it's one thing to designate something a national monument by executive order. Uh, but then often these things are neglected because there aren't funds available to properly care for, preserve or protect these lands uh, in the way that they're, they need to be done. Law enforcement, signage, educational resources. I mean, there's there's real opportunities um, and involvement involvement with with the tribal stakeholders as well um you know those those those, things, those get lost without without a you know a congressional action um if this is just executive you don't always get some of those other um, added solutions that are necessary yeah and that that impacts so many things it, it affects uh, affects our ability for our again these rural communities in utah to for, for ranchers to to plan properly uh, we look at the the wildfire situation. Often, uh, that's because uh, things have been let go in ter- in terms of uh, control, uh, and so there's a, a host of things in terms of getting the stakeholders to the table. And, and so, as you look at this again, as kind of in your first couple of months here, uh, this is a a real uh, it's high stakes to be sure, uh, but it's one that I I think everybody in the state of Utah would would love to just get settled uh, once and for all. I think. Absolutely right. You know, and, you, and this, gets, this gets into the weeds a little bit. But when you talk tilt payment, you know, tilt, you talk Sitla land that then would be transferred to other areas. And so the, you know, the, the push for over time is, is, you know, another key thing that we're, we're, we're hoping to be able to communicate is, is some of the benefits from like maybe a, a smaller designation on monument, right? Um, it, it allows for a, a more of a focus on, on law enforcement. Right for the critical protection of those areas that we're we're trying to make sure that does have that protection, right? Um, it focuses on recreational opportunities and and, and making sure to, to have that in areas that are less sensitive. But again, manage that 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 enforcement of areas that are more sensitive. And, and you know, nobody in Utah, I mean, we we benefit from this greatly, right? Let me look at some of what we're the notoriety we have from our from our beautiful landscapes, national parks, Utah. It's, we've got a track record of, of, of doing this in a way that, that, that has that balance that's necessary. Yeah, so important. If you're just joining us, we've got Representative Blake Moore on the line. Uh, some important conversations coming up as it relates to uh, designations of uh, monuments and federal lands. Uh, Interior Secretary will be here uh, in the state on Thursday. And uh, before I let you go, uh, Congressman, you know, I think this is one of those areas where it's so easy to get caught up in the kind of the, uh, I call them the fake fight battles, uh, where we just have you either, you know, don't care about the land or you don't care about anything, uh, or we're going to, you know, preserve it all. Uh, Utah has shown that you can have responsibility. You can do the right kind of preservation. You can be the right stewardship over the land. You can protect uh, critical areas and artifacts. Uh, but it seems like when we have these battles, these all or nothing battles, uh, that the people who end up getting hurt the most uh, are those that live uh, often in those rural counties. 
And we can't let who's leading it dictate the way we feel about it. Mm. it we can't let, you know, we have to, it, what I mean is you can't just say, oh, I, I like what, what President Trump did because that's where I support, or I like what President Biden's doing because that's where I support, or what President Obama yeah. did. Like, we have to get past ourselves as a society to look at the actual core issue and say, like, okay, where can we come together on this? And as Utahns, like, what do we believe? Like, we can find more common ground than we've been able to on this very divisive issue. Um, I, and, and that might just be a statement just to make in general about life and, and politics in, in this day and age. But, you know, can we look past just that top level? Oh, if this is directed by this side, then I support it. This is directed. No, let's look at the issue. Let's see how it impacts all of those key stakeholders. Yeah, uh, I love that. We're going to make that the principle of the day today, Congressman, that uh, (laughs) we have to be able to look past who the politician is, who the political party is that's pushing it. And let's get to the principle uh, and what that actually means for the people. Representative Blakemore, we really appreciate you carving out some time on a busy day for you. Uh, Good luck in those conversations. We hope all the stakeholders are at the table We hope they all have a voice and that we get to some good solutions that can balance and show that we can uh, do all of these things together. Appreciate you stopping by today. Thanks so much. And we we appreciate Secretary for coming and we'll hope to make some ground here. So awesome. Give it all we got. All right. Fantastic. Representative Blake Moore uh, joining us again. Vital voice there as it relates to public lands and monuments. Uh, Important discussions coming up, making sure the local tribes are heard, the local residents are heard. We can do this. We can balance this out and we can get the right thing done. But everyone has to have a seat at the table and everyone has to have a voice. Coming up next, our own Dave Colley is going to talk about someone he's giving voice to. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.